Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Wizard World Lorecast. Join us as we take a deep dive into the lore of the fantastical world of the Harry Potter universe. Welcome back, witches and wizards, to another episode of the Wizarding World Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, and always with me is my good old friend, Nina. Stop. And today we are going over a new topic, finally. We're done revisiting old topics that we re- I recorded in the past. Now we are getting back into more things that we haven't gone over before. And we are going over something Nina has definitely requested Yes. And that is Gellert Grindelwald. Yes. So we're finally going over his life, his biography and everything, his deep dive into his character. Uh, because we've already done it with Dumbledore. We have to do it to his uh, arch rival. His partner in crime, as it may be. Right. And yes. at some point was, yes. Yes. So mm-hmm. let's get right to it. All right. So... Grindelwald, uh, so we have his early life. So between this is between the 1880s to 1890s. Uh, Grindelwald was born in around 1882 or 1883 and was educated at Durmstrang Institute during his formative years, where he excelled in various fields of magic and absorbed much of the school's strength-obsessed dark magic-oriented culture. He was an extremely talented wizard who possessed an attractive and winsome personality which was coupled coupled with a merry, wild disip, disip, bleh, disposition. Mm-hmm. There's a word. <laughs> <laughs> and then at some time, point in his youth, uh, Grindelwald was a natural-born seer. In a vision, he saw rise and dominance over the wizarding world, where he learned uh, of the fabled Deathly Hollows, three fabled objects which, if united, would make the possessor the master of death. He quickly came to see the quest as an instrumental to fulfill the uh, aforementioned prediction. Yeah. So, and that, that I mean, and that's where we see him pursue um, something pretty regularly throughout his life is trying to find the Deathly Hollows. Yes, he definitely is trying to, and he actually brings that symbol into as his own. Yes. Which is really cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of his school career, Grindelwald grew increasingly obsessed with the learning whatever he could about the three items in question, to the point of appropriating the runic symbol that represented them as his own personal emblem. He even engraved it on the walls of Durmstrang prior to his departure. And quote-unquote departure was expulsion. <laughs> he just didn't just places. leave the school. He was expelled no. from the school. Yes, yes, because of his ways. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, these engravings persisted to many generations, and Rita Skeeter's book, The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore, explains Grindelwald's twisted experiments had been the reason for his expulsion at 16 years old from Durmstrang before he graduated. Uh, this was an ominous and troubling sign, as it meant that Grindelwald performed experiments that were too disturbing, even for a school with notably high intolerance for the dark arts. Yeah. He went above and beyond in his um, schoolwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the wrong way. In the wrong way. Absolutely. Wrong way. Not not good. Um, Durmstrang was already had a not good so reputation because of the dark arts. If they expelled him specifically for this, you knew something was bad. It was the super dark arts at that point. <laughs> right. Um, so now we get to his relationship with none other than Dumbledore. So yes. this is throughout in 1899. So after his expulsion from Durmstrang, Grindelwald's quest for his information about the Hollows led him to Godric's Hollows, England, where uh, Ignotus Ignotus Pervel 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 Paravel Paravel. Uh, said to have be the first owner of the uh, Death's Cloak Invisibility, and had been laid to rest. Conveniently, his great-aunt acclaimed wizarding historian uh, Bagatha Bagshot lived there as a... Bilda. Bildatha. Bildatha? Bathilda. Bathilda. Yes. Names. They're crazy names, I'll give you that much, yes. (laughs) These names, I swear. Bathilda (laughs) Bagshot lived there and provided a place for him to stay, complete with a treasure trove of books and documents and a minimum of supervision. It was in Galdrick's Hollow in the summer of 1899 that Grindelwald met and befriended Albus Dumbledore. Yes. And a beautiful friendship that was. Beautiful. Very deep connection between those two. Right. Mm-hmm. So the two teenagers had a lot of common. They were intellectuals and talented young wizards who were also idealistic and ambitious. The pair even became lovers during the two months that they knew, uh, knew one another. Following these two months of insanity, as Dumbledore would later recall them to be, the two teens shaped one another's ideas, powers, as well as destinies from that day forth and became intertwined with each other. And then while staying at uh, Bethelda Bagshot's house, they also made a blood pact, swearing never to fight each other. Which That's was the dumbest mistake blood... ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very dumb mistake. I do not recommend ever making a blood pact with anybody because you no. do end up growing eventually in your life. But I don't know. the It's, the, it's an insane vow to make to somebody to mm-hmm. say that I will never, ever get in your way or fight you. It's that's an intense vow. Like there is going to be regrets. I'm sorry. You're just. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But when you're teenagers, you really don't think about it. No. Oh, God, no. They're they're They think they're too smart, too big for the world. And they think that everything will be fine and dandy. Um, reality check. That's not the case. No. For every teenager, it's not the case, I promise. <laughs> so the pair uh, shared two pre-acquisitions. The first was the search for the Deathly Hollows towards the goal of acquiring all three and wielding the power to become the master of death, which they believed to mean to immortality and invincibility. Mm. They also dreamed of overturning the international statue of wizard secrecy and creating a new new world a new order in which wise and powerful wizards and witches were the benevolent overlords of the world, including muggles. 
uh, Dumbledore coined the phrase for the greater good that would be used to justify the necessary of use of force required to achieve the goals, and Grindelwald would later adapt as his motto. Overlords is the key word there. Benevolent. They tried to make it sound better. Yeah. With benevolent, but overlord is like that's a tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's kind of a paradox right there. It absolutely. Is. It's like we're benevolent overlords. It's like. Mm, no <laughs> but, but overlord no but we're benevolent we're going to be kind but we're going to rule and control every aspect of your life yeah. but it's fine because we're benevolent i don't like that <laughs> no no that's mm -hmm. that, that's how uh, bad things happen is absolutely that phrase which we'll get in which, which we'll get into <laughs> so uh however dumbledore's motivations and intentions were different from grindelwald's as a young man he had powerless to stop a group of muggle boys tormenting his younger sister ariana to the point that the sweet nature girl suffered an emotional breakdown and her repressed magic resulted her to become an obscural. It's so sad. It is. And Don't bully people. If no. you're going to take anything from today's episode, do not be a bully. No, no good comes from it. Absolutely not. Don't be mean to people. Be kind don't to be one mean. another. And yes. don't make people become obscurals because that's no. so painful. Yeah, you're just making them become a shell of themselves. It's not good. So, Dumbledore's father was sent to Azkaban for taking revenge on the boys, and his mother was killed during one of Ariana's accidents. Dumbledore wanted the power to protect his loved ones, and by extension the whole world, against cruelty and xenophobia like those shown uh, by the Muggles. He viewed the Resurrection Stone as a way to return his parents to life and retrieve him of his new uh, familial ob uh, obligations, while Grindelwald mistakenly viewed it as a tool to amass the army of Inferi. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yes. Um, except for Grindelwald's is much more heinous and evil because Inferi are not good creatures. No, they are not good creatures at all. You find that out really quick in uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, you understand. Or if it. you just watch um, the uh, Half-Blood Prince. Because we see Inferi for the first time in Half-Blood Prince. That is very true. Not good, true. not good creatures. No, no. Uh, their plans to leave Godric's Hollow acquired the power and began the revolution turned serious. When Dumbledore's brother, Aberforth, became aware of this, he and both concerned about his disgust and Albus's ambition, knowing that he and Ariana would need to be brought along as she would not receive the care and attention she needed to keep her stable. At least his brother's got his head on right. Yeah. Good job, Aberforth. Uh, the tense situation boiled down to the confrontation of Grindelwald and rage inflicted with the Cruciatus curse on Aberthorth. Albus moved to defend his brother, igniting a vicious three-way duel in which Ariana was killed. Grindelwald fled the country and received uh, putative blame for Ariana's death, thus confirming his place on the wrong side of the law and touching off his career as a dark revolutionary, which would last until 1945. I wonder if that's actually part of the Blood Pact. Ariana dying because he did engage in a battle with Grindelwald when they said they wouldn't fight each other for no re for any reason. True. Um, I wonder if that has more to do to the blood pack being in effect than um, magic gone aw awry and accidentally hitting her. Possibly. I, I mean, that's always a possibility. That That's my little theory about the whole thing. So now we get to his rise of power from 1910s to the 1920s. So mm -hmm. Grindelwald dove into the research of the Deathly Hollows and covered the location of the Elder Wand. 
Rumors were been circulating that the renowned wand maker Maiku Gorovich was in possession of the wand and was trying to duplicate its properties. Grindelwald mm. broke into Gorovich's workshop, lay in wait for the wand maker, stunned him, and stole the wand, thereby becoming its new master. Grindelwald's research may have uncovered the unconventional path of ownership of the wand, as the common interpretation was that the ownership passed only by murder. So. Yeah. That's the one good thing he didn't do. He didn't straight up kill the wand maker. No, that is true. But And then we also see that um, change in possession of the Elder Wand in the books, too. Mm-hmm. Where which... the possession of it wasn't done by murder. It was done by defeating the person in battle, mm-hmm. not necessarily killing the opposition to get the wand. Correct. Yes. So, there, there's a... Everybody assumed it's by oh, if you kill your opponent, kill your opponent with the elder wand, then you receive the elder wand. No, you just have to beat them in battle. It doesn't necessarily you have to kill. No, it just means that they're not going to come back looking for the elder wand. Granted, most of the people who own the elder wand were dark wizards. Grant, yeah. <laughs> until we get to Dumbledore. Yes, until then. We're in technically the first brother. He wasn't, like, necessarily evil. He just boasted it too much. Yeah, he, he just had the ego for showing off his power. Mm-hmm. And his rivals didn't like that. Yeah, and that's how he ended up dead. <laughs> yeah. So now we get to the Global Wizard War. Uh, so this is between 1920s to 1945. So following his acquisition of the Elder Wand in November 1926, he launched several devastating attacks across Europe committing mass slaughter and garnering international attention from wizard authorities. So the attacks also drew the attention of the muggle world, risking exposure and war. In response to Grindelwald's actions, an international wizard hunt ensued and reported on the periodicals such as the Daily Prophet and the New York Ghost. While doing so, Grindelwald hid in his derelict chateau. Just, I... The New York Ghost is the newspaper for the U.S. But it's so good. It's because it's it's unseen by the muggles. Like, and it just flies under the radar of the things that are unseen in the world, much like ghosts. I appreciate the irony of the name. Personally. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm I'm more attached to Daily Prophet. I I love that. I love that. I do. Yeah, that has a really nice ring to it. I just like the... The pun behind the New York Ghost. <laughs> New York Ghost, right? <laughs> That's all that is. And also could be a nod to Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so on uh, the November 28th, 1962, while staying in the Chateau, the International Confederation of Wizards discovered this place and almost captured him. But he was able to kill his pursuers. On December 2nd, Grindelwald began amassing an army of followers after realizing the dangers of potentially being captured. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, <laughs> things started going downhill for once what wow <laughs> so then president uh safina pickworry of the magical congress of the united states of america or uh mac usa would later lay the blame for the grindelwald's escape on hendrick uh e bergson it's e bergstead e bergstead as good as I'm going to have it. Okay, cool. Claiming okay. that he had let the Dark Wizard, quote-unquote, slip through his fingers. 
He also established a prison in Australia, uh, Numagard, to serve as the form of containment for his enemies. During this period, he was also known to have personally murdered several people. One victim, it was identified as Victor Crumb's grandfather. Interesting. Full circle. And that's why Crumb, when we see Crumb in the books, we don't see this in the film, in um, Deathly Hollows, where mm-hmm. Harry is attending uh, Bill and Fleur's wedding in disguise, Victor Crumb sees the Deathly Hollow symbol on Luna's father and was infuriated with rage. Oh, yeah. More because that Grindelwald killed his grandfather. Yes. So. Rightly so, he should be mad. So as Grindelwald's power grew, he became uh, he began to make plans for his confrontation he knew would happen one day. A confrontation with his old friend and only wizard in the world believed to be as powerful enough to defeat him, Albus Dumbledore. Unknown to the rest of the wizarding community, neither Dumbledore nor Grindelwald could fight each other directly, which was the result of the blood pact they had formed in their youth. However, Grindelwald knew that Dumbledore was powerful enough to compromise his plans without fighting him directly, a threat he made clear to all his followers. Seeking a means to defeat Dumbledore without having to fight him personally, Grindelwald saw visions in which an Orbiscroll, quote-unquote, killed the man he feared above others, which uh, was his former lover, lover, knowing that an obscurus of such destruction capability could be only, only being apart from himself possibly power enough to kill Dumbledore. Grindelwald left Europe for America to find and recruit the child to his cause. And, of course, this is getting into going, starting to get into the Fantastic Beast stuff. Now, Fantastic Beast doesn't, isn't in the 20s. It's in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. But regardless. Regardless, yeah, it's the same kind of idea. Uh, Grindelwald's disappearance was noted by many newspapers around the Wizarding World where uh, who were concerned at the absence of news about the Dark Wizard. In December of 1926, unbeknownst to Pickwary, uh, Grindelwald had already infiltrated Mac USA by assuming the identify, identity of her right-hand man, Percival Graves, using human transfiguration, whom Grindelwald managed to subdue. Grindelwald believed mysterious attacks occurring in New York City to be the work of a power obscure, which he felt would be the great asset for his plans of world domination. Using this disguise as Graves, Grindelwald came to the regular contact of Credence Barebone, believing him to be connected to the Obscurial due to the vision he received. Thinking Credence was an orphan squib, Grindelwald emotionally manipulated him into helping him find the Obscurial with the uh, promise of protecting him from the abusive adopted mother and teaching him magic. And now this is getting into the events of the first Fantastic Beast. Uh, during this time, Grindelwald, as Graves, arrested Newt Scamander, who escaped beasts who were believed by Mac USA to be the cause of the Skirrell attacks. During this investigation, Grindelwald discovered that the Obscurus within Newt's suitcase and his effort to hide his tracks had him and Tina Goldstein sentenced to death. Yeah. Now that's just yeah. using your power way over above your uh, station. Yeah, he's definitely a little power hungry there. Oh, absolutely. And probably knowing that Newt was somehow associated with uh, Dumbledore, that probably put into uh, some of the thought process there. Yeah, I wanted to get him out of the way because he could be a problem later on, as we do see. 
Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so he then approached Credence after Mary Lou Barebone was killed by an obscure and had him track down uh, his adoptive sister, Modesty, believing her to be the source of the Biscuras. Once they found Modesty, Grindelwald cruelly rejected Credence as he had no other f- f- further use of him. This angered Credence, who then revealed that he was obscure, much to Grindelwald's surprise, as no obscure had survived to be more than 10 years old and then more than 15 years younger than Credence's age. Which Credence is an adult, and normally Obscurals don't survive to even, yeah, like I said, past 10. And he, Credence is like in his, like, in his, like 20s. Yeah. That's like wild that they late, don't. Late teens, early 20s is essentially is where he's at, age-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Grindelwald wanted to use him to expose the North American wizarding community and create a weapon against Dumbledore. He attempted to convince Credence that he had nothing to fear anymore and join his ranks, but this further angered Credence, who began rampaging through the city. His uh, charisma is not going to work out for him very well. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore was not easily deterred. However, he continued to try to recruit Credence, clashing with Tina and later Newt, both whom he easily overpowered. When Grindelwald, Newt, and Tina were finally close by uh, to claiming down, calming down Credence, Pickering and her Aurors appeared on the scene and immediately attacked the Curus. Mm. And then, with Credence being uh, seamlessly destroyed at the Aurors' hands, Grindelwald uh, was so beside himself with rage that he led by his extreme idealism began to break his disguise while expo- re- expressing his ul- altered disgust for being forced to hide from the muggles pickberry subsequently ordered the other oars to bring quote-unquote graves in but Grindelwald, no longer suppressing his tremendous magical powers uh, started to overwhelm them despite being outnumbered by at least 20 to 1 however newt finally managed to catch him off guard with his swooping evil and restrained Grindelwald's hands from behind, while Tina used a summoning charm to take uh, Greaves' wand. Newt then cast Revelio, making Grindelwald's (laughs) disguise to fade away while revealing his identity. Then, even apprehended, Grindelwald uh, was unfazed, arrogantly questioning Pickwarrior's ability to contain a wizard of his reputation and power. As he was led away, Grindelwald met Newt's gaze and mysteriously asked, Will you, will we die just a little? He has a really crazy way of thinking. Grind- yeah. Grindel's thought process is just buck wild. I just don't understand. There's some things I could kind of understand. Other things I just I just don't understand right. at all. Yes. But But um and then we get to the events of Fantastic Beasts two and three, which I'm not gonna go over. We just did a little quick thing with Fantastic Beasts one. Yeah. You can go and watch the films yourself. You can't read them. You can. There are books for those t- all three films, but they're just the script for the film. <laughs> You're better off watching the movie. So just the go watch really the good. Film. Yeah, the films are very good. <laughs> I did enjoy them. I, I just rewatched the third one recently because uh, I just really liked it. Tigers and Rover is pretty good. Yeah. Um. So now we get to the start of Open War. So, mm-hmm. eventually, the Second World uh, World War began, just as Grindelwald foretold. Around this time, he declared open war upon the world, leading this eventual outcast or ousting of the Minister of Magic, Hector Folly. During these six years of utter chaos, 
even during, even state after stating he'd go after Grindelwald uh, years before, Dumbledore hesitated to confront Grindelwald, despite the belief he held uh, by many, including quite possibly both men themselves, that he was the only wizard to go far enough to stop his former friend. The reason Dumbledore was so afraid to confront his old, uh, old lover was because he couldn't bring the courage to end Grindelwald's reign along the fact that he knew better than he did who exactly was responsible for killing Ariana, and he didn't want to find out, so he stood by for more years until. Yeah, his fear really kept Dumbledore stationary in this, mm-hmm. more so than the blood pack, I think. He just didn't want to face he, the he truth. He didn't want to face the truth on who was responsible for Ariana's death. Yes, because he couldn't face it at all, unfortunately, in that. There was no way he was going to move past it until he did. And honestly, I don't blame him. No, I couldn't imagine if something happened that to a sibling. Uh, Geez, that would be extremely hard. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And then now we have fall to power or fall from power. So on the dawn of November 2nd, 1945, upon being found by Dumbledore, they engaged a duel in such a legendary proportions that eyewitnesses stated it was the greatest duel ever fought between wizards. Despite Grindelwald's mastery of the Elder One, Dumbledore ultimately triumphed over Grindelwald due to being, in his own admission, a shade more skillful, thus becoming the master of the Elder One in the process. Yes. Which, sadly, we don't ever see this fight. We see a duel at the end of uh secrets of dumbledore which is the third fantastic beast film which is awesome and they went to they transported themselves into a different dimension so other people wouldn't get hurt which is just cool uh, along <laughs> that is awesome by itself that they can yeah. do that um but sadly that was not the fight that dumbledore gets the other one and honestly i don't know if we'll ever see this fight to be quite honest I think your imagination is going to do it more justice than oh, any yeah. film could anyway. But yeah, it's mm, just seeing, just knowing how Dumbledore fights just from the movies and what we have seen and from the end of uh, Fantastic Beasts 3, it's, I mean, you could just really imagine how crazy that fight right. would actually be between those two. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this is a good time to take a quick mid-break and we will be right back. This podcast, part of... Wrong button. I can edit that out that later. But thank you to the, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast. It has nothing to do with the lore of the wizarding world. Here, I want to thank all of you awesome listeners uh, listening to our show and helping us grow. Thank you so much. Um, and if you want to help support the show, there's a few options you can do so. You can go to patreon.com slash wizardworldlorecast to where you can join uh, our patron. You get ad-free episodes. You can even join us once a month on the show of a topic of your choosing. Uh, you can also join us uh, or support us through Apple and Spotify. If you leave a five-star review on Apple with some words, re- read it out loud the next time on the show, as well as a Spotify comment. Um, we don't have any this week. Um, but you can also join us on our Discord servers, uh, the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net, as well as my own uh, Discord server, the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord, where both of those links are in the description below of the episode. 
Yes, and, and they've been a lot of fun lately with a lot yeah. of talking. There. Oh my gosh, great, the great Wizard time. World uh, channel and robots has been blowing up like crazy. Yes. And I'm just, I'm so, so happy for the interaction in the channel mm-hmm. uh, and with everybody. Uh, it, it's great to see that um, what we're doing is, is great for all of you. Yes, the camaraderie is appreciated. And, um,. Yeah, and you can also find me on my other shows, the Holocron History, Star Wars Canon vs. Legends, the Final Fantasy Lorecast, and the Witcher Lorecast. And I will say I've had my creative juices flowing right now. I might start a fifth one. I don't I know I saw yet. that. <laughs> I, I was going to scold you later, but it's... We'll, I don't we'll talk know. About... <laughs> oh, no. I don't know yet, okay? I just I just got it thinking, okay? I just had th- yeah. I just had things going in my mind. The creative juices were flowing. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then you can also find us uh live on twitch.tv or er, .tv slash Ben of Tamaria, where you can find us live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And uh go join us live and join us in the chat. Um it's a lot of fun. And yeah. thank you everybody who watches me uh, because now I am officially Twitch affiliated. So go hit that subscribe button. Go help me yeah. out. Go go support the channel. It's awesome. <laughs> Very much. Um, but other than that, that's, that's all I have for the mid-break. Do you have anything, Nina? Um, I first want to shout out real quick since we are talking about uh, Gil- about Grindelwald. Um, I mentioned it once already, but I'm going to re-mention it because... This is important. If you enjoy the idea of the time frame of the 1940s with Grindelwald and everything, you need to listen to the fan fiction written by uh, Lee McCustard called When the Roses Bloom Again. And it's during that time frame. It's a little bit on the darker side, but it is amazing. You can find it on Spotify for free. It's read by um, a audiobook artist called uh, Sam Gabriel. He does a phenomenal job with the voices. But it is about this time frame, and you get a, a fun insight on uh, Grindelwald. You get a fun insight on Dumbledore, on uh, Nicholas Femmel and his wife, on Harry. It's 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 a wild perspective, but you need to go listen to it if you're into listening to podcasts and you have free time in your hand. It's called When the Roses Bloom Again, and it is free on Spotify. I'm not 100% sure about other ones like Apple and like Google Podcasts and all those other ones, but you might be able to find it on there. But I do recommend it. I will say uh, Google Podcast is going away. Just letting everybody know now. Oh, it does? Yeah, oh, no. Google I don't Pod- use it. Google Podcast is going away, and they're migrating a lot of stuff to uh, YouTube music. Oh. So. I don't know if it's on YouTube. I might have to check that out. If I find it, I'll post it in the Discord to give you guys an idea, even if it's just the first episode. It's just very, very good. Cool. Cool. That's all I got. All That's right. my rant. Well, All let's right. get back into more Grindelwald. All right, we are back, and now we have uh, Grindelwald's imprisonment, imprisonment and death. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, things happen. <laughs> uh, so with Grindelwald's defeat, Dumbledore brought him to authorities in the magical world, resulting in Grindelwald ironically being imprisoned in the topmost cell of Nubengard, which would serve as his residence for the remainder of his life. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because that's the prison he created. 
And nobody's getting out of that one. Nope. Nope. And then towards the later of his life, Grindelwald reevaluated his actions and his revolution, and it was thought he expressed shame and remorse for the horrors he and his followers had inflicted in the magical and non-magical worlds. In 1998, 53 years after his defeat, Grindelwald woke to find he was not alone in his prison cell. The prison had been infiltrated by Lord Voldemort, who was searching for the Eldewan for himself. Mm-hmm. Which we do see the scene in Deathly Hollows, uh, part two. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, despite being unarmed and defenseless against the mo- most powerful dark wizard to have ever existed, and the only dark wizard more powerful and dangerous than himself, Grindelwald refused to give up on his location of the Elder Wand, taunting Voldemort by name and mocking his desire for the wand. Growing more and more <laughs> impatient, and Voldemort's fury exploded, and he felt his Death Eaters summoning him in tandem to Grindelwald's final taunts that he could kill him. Uh, if he wanted, but the Elder Wand would never be his, and thus Voldemort ended Grindelwald's life with the killing curse. Probably the one good thing he definitely and did in the of his life. I'm going to correct myself. It's Deathly Hollows Part 1 is where Harry sees all this. Because this is where oh. Grindel- uh, Voldemort is still searching for the wand. He yes. doesn't get the wand until the very end of Part 1 of Deathly mm-hmm. Hollows. Yeah. So. Yes. But no, I still appreciate that he was taunting him. He's just oh, absolutely. Like, it's crazy. It was fantastic. <laughs> and even taunting him by his real name, which Voldemort despise. Yeah. That's freaking great. It's like, yes. You, that's... you can't have it, Tom. You can't have it. <laughs> you won't Never be going to, to be yours, Tom. Good luck. Good <laughs> trying. And then now we get to Grindelwald's legacy. So, it is speculated by Harry Potter and Dumbledore in Limbo that Grindelwald had given his life to prevent Voldemort from desecrating Dumbledore's tomb, perhaps indicating that despite all that happened, Grindelwald still retained some care and respect for his old boyfriend. Dumbledore's acknowledgement of Grindelwald's attempt to achieve redemption also indicated he believed Grindelwald was capable of changing out of some possible remaining affection for him. Yeah. In the end of Grindelwald's prediction, the Voldemort never fully mastering the Elder Wand would become reality and would cause Voldemort's own demise during his final duel with Harry Potter. Although unknown, it is highly likely that after Voldemort's final defeat and the end of the Second Wizard World uh, War, uh, Grindelwald's assassination was exposed to the Wizard World. It is unknown that he became what became of his body or whether it received proper burial or was simply disposed of. So, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. And then, even decades after his defeat and despised Voldemort's recent uprising, Grindelwald's reign of terror was still quite remembered, as Harry, despite being more familiar with Voldemort, counted him alongside Voldemort as examples of the flaws of Constance Pickering's belief in the abolishment of the international salute of secrecy. Yeah. He just really wanted to have controls over the muggles. Yeah. Just be those overlords. But I don't think Voldemort would have been benevolent by any means. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And um, something we don't see in the films is uh, Harry doesn't destroy the Elder Wand in the books. Correct. He literally returns it to Dumbledore's tomb. Where it should be. Yep. Personally, it and should just be resting. Harry was still the only master of the Elder Wand. And as far as we know... Harry's not easy to take down. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so, him being the last master, if he dies peacefully, he would have been the last master. Yes. 
And then I figured the wand would only even react to anybody in the Everell's bloodline, which at that point, trying to track it back that far. Good luck. Yep. Good luck doing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So last but not least, we have behind the scenes. So Gwendawald has been played by five different actors, more than any other character in the films, representing four nationalities. So in chronological order, we have Jamie Campbell Bowser, or Bower, sorry, uh, who's British, portrays younger Gwendawald in these teenagers in the first part of the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and in Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes Against Grindelwald. He is the only actor to appear in both Harry Potter film and Fantastic Beast film playing the same character. So, Which is good. We have uh, Colin uh, Farrell, who's Irish, plays Grindelwald uh, when disguised as Percival Graves. The real Graves is never seen. Oh. We have Johnny Depp, who's an American, mm-hmm. plays middle-aged Grindelwald in the first and second installments of the Fantastic Beast films. Um... Not get into the, why he wasn't in the third. Yeah, that's not important to discuss in this podcast. <laughs> Heck no. And then we have Mads Mikkelsen, who's Danish, plays him in Fantastic Beasts, uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And then we have Michael um, Byron, 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 Byron uh, who's British, portrays Grindelwald in The Elderly and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Yes. So... They I do it. think Mads Mikkelsen did a great job being Grindelwald, though. He, yeah, he did his best as the character yes. and as what they try to do with, with the departure. Yes, that's all I will say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I think he, I think he stepped in pretty well. So uh, while Grindelwald is described as being a blue-eyed and fantastic screenplay, the film and merchandise shows him as a having. Uh, Hectrochromia, uh, idram, the right eye being light blue or gray, and his left eye being dark, possibly black. So, and mm-hmm. this is this literally a uh, mutation that people you could have, anyone could have, uh, to where you have two different color eyes. Yes, that, that's it's it. pretty cool, pretty rare, but it is it is a, rare, but it's, it's a really, really cool, cool mutation to have, I think. Um, and this is not seen in the original film series when Grindelwald was shown in his youth or as when he was an elderly. As such, it is unknown if this is a retcon or his eyes changed sometime after his acquisition of the Elder Wand and were returned to normal at a later point. <laughs> that, that would be just weird. <laughs> he upgraded. <laughs> I got the Elder Wand? Cool. I get to change things. <laughs> I get an upgrade and my parents leveled up. <laughs> Uh, it is very possible that Grindelwald was born somewhere in the former Austria, Austria-Hungary, uh, judging that the fact that uh, Numagard is located in Austria and was given a name of a Hungarian origin. Further proof that this is an description of the skull hookah in the German for I'm not even going to pronounce that. Because that's German. It is definitely German, yes. I don't know the squiggly bee thing is. We, we do, we do a, a pretty bad job of pronouncing names and saying phrases, I think, would, would definitely This would butcher it, so I'm not going to even say it. Anyway, yeah. in the film, Princess uh, Beast and Where to Find Them, Gwendolyn sports an undercut hairstyle, which was standard for the members of the Hitler Youth. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, additionally, he was described as being a blonde-haired and blue-eyed, which were ironic traits of the uh, irons of the master race of the Nazi regime. Yeah, the symbolism of that definitely uh, was very prominent. Oh, absolutely. In many ways. In very many ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the real world, uh, Grindelwald has been compared to a fascist dictator such as German Chancellor Adolf Hitler and Italian Prime Minister uh, Bento Mussolini. 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 Names. And Tom Riddle. Uh, Tom Riddle Voldemort uh, was also received comparisons to Hitler. It really had a big impact on J.K. Rowling, I would have to say. Oh, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You can definitely see that. In 2005 interview around the same time Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince was published, Rowling stated that it was not a coincidence that... uh, he was defeated in 1945, hinting at a connection with Adolf Hitler in at least the European front of the World War II. Grunewald mm-hmm. seems to be a wizarding version of Adolf Hitler, as referenced by Rowling. The date of Grunewald's duel with Dumbledore coincides with the downfall of Nazi Germany. There were other similarities as well. Grunewald adapted an ancient symbol and modified its appearance, more defined, uh, more defined in longer outer wand, and the initials GG, with one G being backwards. As the signal. Uh, Sig- Sigil, the symbol of the Deathly Hallows, uh, just as the Nazi adopted the swastika, an ancient symbol switching its fa- uh, facing to create the Nazi swastika. Furthermore, mm-hmm. the prison Numenguard shares a similar name to the Franconian city of Numenberg, where war criminals' uh, trials of former Nazis were held. Numenguard's dual role as a prison to both the victims and later uh Perpetrator may be a reference to Nuremberg's dual uh, significance in World War II, which, aside from being the site of Nuremberg trials, they were also the site of proposal and adoption of the Nuremberg laws. Infamous uh, demonstratory laws against Jewish people, uh, Nuremberg also bears a uh, sign that reads, For the Greater Good, which may correspond to the infamous uh, Abert Mach 3 sign German for Work Sets You Free which hung above the entrance of Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Auschwitz, yeah. Mm-hmm. Grindelwald, uh, event- or eventual sole imprisonment in his own prison is possibly a reference to the fate of uh, Rudolf Hess, who from 1966 until his death in 1987 was the sole prisoner of Spandau Prison. Uh, additionally, Grindelwald, Grindelwald has secret supporters and spies in many nations, including the United Kingdom, uh, Gunnar uh, Grimson and the United States, Abernathy, and later Queenie Goldstein, just like how Adolf Hitler had Oswald uh, Mosley in the British Union of Fascists in the United Kingdom and the Duquince spy ring in the United States. All that to say that there are many, many parallels between the books and um, World mm-hmm. War II with yeah. Hitler and the Germans. And all the terrible things that happened over there during World War Two, it's although work sets you free. I really, I don't know how I feel about that. It just sounds like my life. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like the life over here in America, and it just it's depressing to consider. <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't set you free by any means. But oh. that's what they want you to think. Yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah. That's my rant. That's my thought. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a 2005 interview around the same time as Harry Potter and the Hufflepuff Prince was published, Rowling stated that Grindelwald was dead. However, it was revealed in Harry Potter and the Death of Hollows that he was still alive and present in Numagard. This would indicate that Grindelwald's inclusion in the novel was a late decision. Mm-hmm. In Harry Potter and the Death of Hollows Part 1, Grindelwald's historical significance is not explained in the slightest. Also, Voldemort does not kill Grindelwald, but simply leaves the prison room. He is also willing. He also willing tells Voldemort where the Elder Wand is. He also addresses Voldemort by his true name, Tom, indicating that some past history with him, or at least knowledge of his origins. Another adaptation change they did. So that's yeah. Which throwback to the fan fiction that I called out would give you an explanation to why um, Grindelwald might actually know about Tom Riddle. The re- like mm. give you a, a kind of a line to follow to where his line of thought would be to why he would know Tom Riddle exists oh, even being okay. in prison. Yes, that's cool. I know it's, it's so good. <laughs> uh, Grindelwald was first known. Durmstrang uh, student introduced in the canon, although his fact that he attended Durmstrang was only revealed in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Along with Harry Potter, Beetle and the Bard, and Dumbledore, Grindelwald was the one of four characters who mentioned by name in the title of the Wizard World franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Albus Dumbledore, Minerva McGonagall, and Nagini, Grindelwald is one of four characters who appear in both the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts series t- uh, to date. That's true, too. I can't wait to talk about Nagini. Oh, yeah, Nagini's cool. Yes. I, I feel so bad for her, though. Same. I feel so bad. It's so like, tragic her story is like oh she she was a legitimate person but because mm-hmm. of what she is she's a um animagus but because something with her form she eventually yeah. s- stayed stuck in her animagus form yeah it's a some type of curse on her some type of blood curse i think it was i believe so i can't remember mm-hmm. the top of my head jk Rowling described grindelwald as a sociopath well, it sums <laughs> them kinda, up pretty nice. kind of like, yeah, we could see that. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Uh, Grindelwald claimed that he <laughs> knew that Voldemort would come to him. It is unknown whether this was a guess or he foresaw it due to being a seer. Mm. Uh, when questioned on Grindelwald compared to Voldemort, the Fantastic Beast cast believed Voldemort was far more evil than Grindelwald as Zoe... Uh, Kravats uh, noted that she thought Grindelwald was more complicated than Voldemort, while uh, Alison uh, Sudol stated that she thought Grindelwald was more evil than Dan uh, Fogler, being unsure. When asked who would win a duel, while Zoe Kravitz said Voldemort, Callum looked unsure and stated, but Harry took him down. And while most of the cast believe Grindelwald would easily win in a fist fight with his body far more well built, and fit than Voldemort, Kathleen Walderson said that she thinks Voldemort would fight dirty and win. Ooh, that's a good question. All right, go in the Discord. I want want to know who you think between Voldemort. Who, who and would Grindelwald. win, Voldemort or Grindelwald? Yes, I no. feel like if they didn't have the Elder Wand, just just if like it's not the basic... Elder Wand, I feel like well, Grindelwald. because they both can't have it at the same time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I would, so it would. I would say Grindelwald, in my opinion. Ooh. He trained with Dumbledore. He did. And he's he, he's Tom- on par with Dumbledore. And what's the one wizard Voldemort couldn't beat? Dumbledore. All right. You got a good point there. <laughs> you got a good point there. 
Yeah. Uh, it was also revealed by J.K. Rowling during the tour of 2007 that Albus Dumbledore was homosexual and harbored romantic feelings for Grindelwald, although she did not initially comment on Grindelwald's sexuality. Um, uh, Rowling later stated in an interview with uh, Melissa Melissa Anelli uh, in the enhanced edition of Harry Potter, uh, Harry a uh, History that she felt because Grindelwald was a user and narcissist, he would most likely manipulate Dumbledore's feelings to achieve his own goals. She said that mm. she did not think that someone like Grindelwald would uh, reciprocate Dumbledore's feelings. This left fans wondering about his true nature of their relationship for years. Finally, in 2018, on the Fantastic Beasts, uh, the Crimes Against Grindelwald, a digital bonus feature, J.K. Rowling clarified Albus Dumbledore and Grindelwald, uh, Grindelwald's relationship. The relationship was incredibly intense, it was passionate, and it was a love relationship. But as happens in any relationship, one never knows really what the other person is feeling. You can't know, you can't believe you know. So it's less interested in the sexual side, though I believe there is more sexual dimension to this relationship than I am in sense of the emotions they felt for each other, which ultimately is the most fascinating thing about human relationships. Yeah, especially when you have a sociopath, if that's what he's defined as. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. But he could still have a connection to it. Right. Romantically or not, he could have just seen um, Dumbledore as some sort of soulmate to him just for the ideals and the intellectual right. nature that they shared. Right. So, yeah. And also uh, during an interview with Johnny Depp in October 2018 in for Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes Against of Grindelwald, he described Grindelwald's character as being fascinating and complex when asked about why he was drawn to playing him. He regarded... Uh, his differing eye colors, which a coaster defers as a scary eye, as being a character choice in that he saw Grindelwald as twins in one body, the silver eye representing the other side of him. Depp also clarified that Grindelwald, in his opinion, is not comparable to Donald Trump at all. <laughs> <laughs> to me, there's something almost childlike Grindelwald. Uh, his dream is for the wizard world to stand tall and above. It's a fantastic element, and there's something more dangerous than somebody who is a dreamer with a specific vision that's very strong and very dangerous and uh, can make it happen. But no character wakes up and goes, I'm going to do the worst thing possible today and be evil as hell. I do believe Grindelwald is an oddly likable character. I I agree with that. He does have a fascist element to his, to his thought process, oh, yeah. but... Uh, but the older you get and the more you hear about uh, villains and bad guys and people who want to be dictators, some of their ideals and beliefs and their things that they think about, you're you kind of second. Sense. Yeah, you start really like, kind of thinking I about it. You're see like, oh, where they can go with this, but it's you, probably not a good idea. Stuff. No, the environment is suffering because there's so many, the population's so large. I can kind of understand why you're, you're spewing the idea that you're spewing. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when asked about his relationship with Dumbledore, Depp stated that Grindelwald, at the end of the crimes of Grindelwald, is just waiting and he's looking forward to their inevitable showdown. He's also confirmed that there's still a lot of remaining feelings Grindelwald had for Dumbledore from their past and is still very dangerous when it comes to them in combat arena as the relationship used to be a love and makes entire affair personal. When asked about his take on the character's sexuality and asked, and how much of it apparent is in his portrayal, he stated it's up to the audience to feel it themselves, so when he and Dumbledore finally meet, the situation will be more intense. Depp also confirmed Grindelwald is jealous of Newt, as he sees Scamander as Dumbledore's protege, and in a way, a way his boy, 
which is why Grindelwald intends to take Newt down in a way that is ferocious and ethereal and th- uh, eternal. Yes, because it's I do think their connection is more soulmate on that is my person, regardless of any other type of that mm-hmm. nature. He's connected to him and Newt kind of becomes his Dumbledore's new connection and he is mm-hmm. jealous of that. Yes, right. I absolutely agree with that. In a deleted scene uh, from Crimes of Grindelwald, Dumbledore tells Newt that many years ago, Grindelwald had a vision in which an obscure kills the man he fears above all others. In Secrets of Dumbledore, we see Clare- uh, Credence, Sparebone, and Obscurial fall fail to kill Albus Dumbledore. At the end of Secrets of Dumbledore, Credence, Sparebone portrays Grindelwald and then joins Albus Dumbledore. Since Albus Dumbledore lives until 1997, this means that either his vision was wrong or he feared someone else more than he feared, feared Albus. Hmm. I think his vision was just wrong. Yeah. See, I mean, seers just... don't always get the things right. So. No, yeah. And plus, events change. And you, and you uh... can also interpret it differently, too. Very, very true. Very, very true. Uh, interesting of note, Grindelwald is the only character in the entirety of the series to address Tom Riddle by his chosen name, Voldemort, as most people address him as my lord, or in rare cases, Tom, the latter as a form of mockery. In the film mm-hmm. adaptation of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Harry calls him by his name, but only in the film. Wormtail also calls him my lord Voldemort in the opening act of the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Johnny Depp's portrayal of uh, Grell was at first supposed to be more innocent and nice, but David Yates said that even the crew and cast members were believing that Grindelwald was sane and <laughs> that he had a point, so they had to make him more mean, and that is what we see in Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> Much to what we were saying earlier. <laughs> Everybody like watching the first Fantastic is like, oh shit, everything makes sense. Everything, all, oh. Even the cast is like, oh wow, everything he's saying it makes legitimate sense. What? Why is this a problem? And then he, David says, like, oh, we can't have this. <laughs> we can't have this. No, he's being way too charismatic in his speech, which is essentially what he was doing. He was... Mm-hmm convincing everybody just by the way he was talking right mm-hmm. and then uh both he and his great aunt were killed by tom riddle although not at the same time this makes him the second pair of relatives killed by tom riddle the first being one made up of james and lily potter who were killed on the same day before their deaths tom also killed a trio of relatives his own father and parental grandparents yeah. And then Mad Mickelson's Grindelwald hairstyle in the 1930s resembles one of Adolf Hitler's most famous hairstyles, the side fringe. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's not wrong. But And then uh, Grindelwald is voiced uh, by American actor Scott Wind in Harry Potter Magic Awakened. Oh. They have voice actors in that game? Um, yes, in certain po- in certain parts of the game, yes. Interesting. Didn't know that. Hmm. If not throughout the most. I can't remember. I haven't, I haven't played Magic Awakened since, like, launch. Oh, the fair point. That's so, cool. I have no idea. I can't remember. Mm. I still have it downloaded. Oh. I just haven't played it. <laughs> other things. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So many other things to play. But anyway, that's what we have on Grindelwald. Yes, that was good. I really enjoyed that. Um, a lot of information on him. Yes, I was shocked on how much. Oh my gosh. And there's yeah. a lot of behind the scenes stuff too. Um, but before we go, we have our Quizner World question. We do. Oh, 
we do. So last week I asked, um, in what order are the Marauders presented on their map? Now, do you know what the order is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you give the answer then. Messes, Moody, Wormtailed, Paffet, and Prongs. Yes, that is correct. We had um, Boomhammer 007 and Stevo 2SW. They didn't quite get it right. Uh, one of them said Moody instead of Mooney. I don't know if it was a typo. Was that Steven? Might have been. Was that Stevo that said that? That's, it might that's Steven. That's my co-host on Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. It was a Moody, <laughs> but... Uh, you were close with it, but uh, Stagmore did get it within it, but it is uh, either you know or you don't. But I thought that was a good one. Did seem to catch a few people off guard. Um, this week, I have another whose line is it anyway? Ooh, okay. Ooh, and I thought it was pretty nice compared to talking about Grindelwald and Dumbledore. But so the line is, we've all got both light and darkness inside us. What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. So I would like to know who says that line. And again, I thought it was pretty. Um, I don't know. I thought it went along with. That, that's pretty. pretty that well. pretty goes pretty well with the. Yeah, I thought so. But uh, the line again was, "We've all got both light and darkness inside us. What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are." I also think it's a really great line. Even if for everyday not, life. Yes. If that's not sound advice or sound wisdom, I don't know what it is. But so, right. yeah, um, come into our discord. You can go to either one. Um, I got asked which uh, place to post it. Post it in the Bennett Friends podcast. Post it in the Robots Radio discord. It doesn't matter. Post it on Spotify. This is long as you shout it out and let me know what you guys think it is. But other than that, that's all I got. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you, and everybody, thank you for listening to the Wizard and World Lorecast. And remember, the wand chooses the witch or wizard. Thank you for listening to the Wizard and World Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord. You can also find us on Twitter at www.lorecast and even email us at wizardandworldlorecast at gmail.com. <laughs>